welcome to the American Israelite newspaper podcast, the Let There Be Light podcast. And I'm one of your co-hosts, Netan Ted Deutsch, and I'm here with my other co-host. Uh, Julia Olson, assistant editor here at the newspaper. Bing, 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 bing. And we have like a big <laughs> announcement today. Okay. Okay, ready? Big, big announcement. Very excited about Very this. excited. This is a game changer. This is a game changer. So, uh, wait, we have to tell them what day it is. Today is Thursday, February 2nd, uh, 2023, uh, the 11th of Shavat, 5783. And our big announcement today is we have four new joke books. That's right. Isn't that exciting? Fresh content for the people. Give them what they want. <laughs> Finally. So the bad joke of the week, we're going to have like good joke, good of, the joke week. of the week. So the first one is uh, Oi, the ultimate book of Jewish jokes by David Minkoff. The O and Oi, I think it's important for oi. our readers to know the O oi. and Oi on the cover of the bagel. Oi. And then Alan King's great Jewish joke book, uh, forwarded, forwarded by Billy Crystal. So I, we're going to just, you know, throw, we're going to, um, we're going to have a couple of new jokes today. Very excited. Um, and, uh, and every week. So I, so I, the question is who's been picking these jokes and then yours truly was, you know, you were called out. I was, I really was called out. But here's the thing. The joke books that I'm working with still refer to the Soviet union. So Those like are like they 30 dated. years old. <laughs> yeah. Well, so are these. This book is from like, let me see. When's the copyright on this one? Let's see. I feel like it's probably I, I not going to mention the Berlin Wall. This is 2002, so this is only 20 years old. That's good. Now let's see this. And we got OI 1 and OI 2. OI 2 is on its way. This one is from, doesn't say. Oh, 2005. Okay. So, and then there's OI2, which is probably like five, oh, six yeah. years later than that. So, we're, we're getting closer to like actual reality here. Yeah, I don't have to. There's certain things where like, <laughs> like I would read the jokes and I'd be like, I consider myself like a fairly intelligent person to figure out context clues. Right. And I'd be like, I don't know what this is referring to because this is a joke from like the 30s. Like, some of them were kind of yeah. old and, and, That's and like dust we, needed, we needed to get some new jokes. Yeah. So, I I'm went online excited. and found some new joke books, and some of the like that's some of those are from like 1950 or very old, yes. Yeah, so these are more current. Yeah, I'm excited. So that's 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 yeah, that's so a our, big, that's our, our big announcement today. That's yeah. really a big announcement for the, the uh, podcast and joke and, game is really stepping and also up. the American Israelite mm-hmm. too. All right, so our top story this week is the passing of Susan Litvak Brandt. Um, pass away at 71 on January 25th, 2023. Yeah, and she sounded she, like really fun. Yeah, she was the wife of, uh, be- beloved wife of Bob Brandt and the lover of Abby and Neil, Valerie and Chris and Jordan and Tori. Uh, she's the twin sister of Judy Roth. Hmm. Um, and uh, it was, I was at uh, Shiva the other night and Judy's, wa- they're like, exact twins so it was just kind of disconcerting you know yeah. like here she is walking like she, <laughs> yeah. she passed away yeah. but then here she is walking around like so a, sad and and yeah. uh you know it was just kind of oh, well but because they're twins it's like she's like the exact same replica of of her sister mm-hmm. um i don't know it's kind of sad yeah very much so disconcerting to see her walk into 
Right, right. And right in in Shiva and she's there and walking around talking to everybody. It's like, huh? She uh, you know, and so it took a little bit of time till you kind of figured it all out. And uh but it's sad. She was a a well known member of the community. And Bob her husband is a well known member of the community. Um and so are the, the kids and the family. Um so she passed away and then was buried on Sunday, uh, January 29th, this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. So. All right. A moment of silence for her. Yeah. All right. So uh, moving on, our next top story is uh, JVS Careers. Now, they used to be JVS Career Services. And right. it was, used to be Jewish, Jewish Vocational Service. Then it was right. JVS Career Service. Now it's JVS Careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we want to get that right yeah. and point that out to yeah. everybody. JVS careers. All right. So every year, so this is starting back in 1955. Um, a gentleman named Gus Hilb established the Hilb Scholarship Scholarship Fund in honor of his parents Manus and Yetta Hilb. And since its inception, it has been administrated by JVS careers. It's been providing need-based financial assistance to students in the Cincinnati Jewish community. And last year, in 2022-2023 academic year, there were 65 HILP scholarships, and they totaled more than $200,000. That's awarded. amazing. Well, amazing. My, my nephew, Eli, did this, too. Okay. And he went through college, and it helped because my brother passed away, and his mom was struggling. But he went to... Uh, college and finished college because of the help through that, and he's he's a brilliant kid. Yeah, that's and, uh, so awesome. They, it, they're helping a lot of people, and yeah. it's really a wonderful program. Yeah, they so this article they talk about not only do they do the scholarships, but they also help students like get internships while they're in college. Right, and they also help build a resume and find employment and talk about professional development. And I just think, mm-hmm. you know, when you're coming out of college at 21 22 like you do not know how to navigate the professional world so having a resource like that is really helpful yeah because when you get out of college you're like you know oh gee, i was an do, idiot I well what do we do, do now what do i do now yeah. you know, i have I'll a tell degree you what I but what do, <laughs> i went to i went to work at a bar that's okay. what i did for okay. five years after but to be fair i did have a degree a dual degree in creative writing and philosophy. So there was really no other place for me to work <laughs> but the service industry. Okay. But, but you know, but having someone, I think having like a, an infrastructure to help me navigate like my job opportunities, it would right. have changed that so much. Right. And someone that can like, you know, because they don't really offer like career services or training at college. No. No, um, it's kind of like get out of here. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, here's your degrees. Adios. Mm-hmm. See you later. Move yeah, on they don't really next. have like a debrief of like what now? Now right. that I have a degree, you right. know, they don't really teach you what to do. So this is really great. So yeah. All right. Also, I wanted to point out there's an ad in here on page three for Hadassah, and it's gonna there's gonna be the seventh annual John Boskin Memorial Mahjong tournament mm-hmm. coming up Sunday, June eleventh, twenty twenty three. Save that date. That's a big tournament, too, I'm sure. I've always wanted to learn how to play Mahjong. Well, you should just go. You should go. Yeah, I could just watch. They'll probably teach you how yeah. to play. Sure, you can learn. I don't see why not. Yeah, June 11th. June 11th, Sunday, June 11th, 2023. Well, now that football season is over, I have a lot of stuff to do on Sundays. Damn, now. wasn't that a heartbreaker? Yeah, so it was very heartbreaking, yes. And see, I'm not really... I don't know, a fan of the Eagles or a fan of the Kansas City. I mean, one of them's going to win. The sad I thing about it is that I've been talking about, everybody's talking about, like, you know, it's like 
it's so heartbreaking because there's 32 teams, but only one team is going to make it to the end. Only one team's going to win. So that's like 31 people, 31 towns that are depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's, except for the one town that wins, 31 are depressed. 31 are very depressed. You know, I, I, I'm from Minnesota, so I'm used to having professional sports teams break your heart. <laughs> and the year that the Super Bowl was in Minneapolis, right. the Vikings made it all the way through the playoffs, and they lost. And so we had to watch, believe it or not, Philadelphia come to our town uh. and play the Super Bowl. And they were like animals. They tore down streetlights. Oh, so really? I'm very resentful of Eagles fans. Okay. <laughs> because not only were we reeling from the loss of not being able to go to the Super Bowl in our own city, then Philadelphia fans came. And that's just a nightmare. So you're batteries definitely voting, at Santa. So you're going to be voting for the Kansas City uh, Chiefs to win. Well, I have to on moral <laughs> principle. <laughs> okay. It was a close game, though. Okay. Good. Okay. All right. So, uh, in all, in all, all other local news, Rabbi Zut Valley Temple invites learners to consider Jews and the Jedi. Oh, this was great. Once I heard about this, I knew I had to <laughs> talk to, to Rabbi Zut. He is a big fan of Star Wars. Okay. And he found a way to talk about Judaism and Jewish ethics through the lens of Star Wars. Well, so how does that all work itself out? Tell, explain <laughs> that to the to our listeners well, because I. I, I can't, I can't wrap, I can't, I know about, see, I know, I, I think about the force, let the, I would think about Hashem mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. Judaism and let the force be with you. That to me speaks to me in terms of Judaism. Yeah, definitely. Like so he does, he talks about the force evolves as a concept throughout the movies. And it's a beautiful understanding of the notion that human beings are created in the divine image. The idea that we can t- um, tune ourselves to coming into harmony and balance with the divine in our lives has always been beautiful, and it's amazing to see the way that Star Wars teaches some of the same lessons that Judaism does. Okay. So it was really, it sounded really interesting, and I asked him, you know, in the future if he could find other ways to do, you know, pop culture and Jewish right, ethics, right. and he's looking at something with the Marvel Universe. So, okay, you know, okay. big things. Captain I America. For, yeah. But, so he was it's one of my favorite, Captain America. That's a good one. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, All right. Yeah, so he's uh, hoping to keep going with this sort of theme. So Very cool, very cool. Okay, and in the calendar um, this week, uh, which is ongoing, but this week there's a lot of uh, films for the American, the JCC Jewish and Israeli Film Festival is going on right now. Mm-hmm. Starts today, 7.30, Marymount Theater, for On This Happy Note. I don't film. know. We don't know what that is, no. but uh, coming this coming Sunday, February 5th, is uh, Upheaval, The Journey of Menachem Begin. So he was like a freedom fighter. Okay. Um, for many years. Okay. I think he ran like the, uh, one of the organizations that was like against the British. Okay. And he became, you know, a famous guy, but he was a, uh, he was a rebel. I didn't back know Back in the day. His oh, yeah. His name sounds familiar, but. Yeah. He was a prime minister. That's why. He was one of the prime ministers, <laughs> but before, the, be, but what before he was, that, yeah. When he was coming up as a young guy, he okay. was like a, uh, you know, a, a rebel. I mean, he was fighting the British. Yeah. I respect I think, that. I remember him, I think that he make, made the cartridges for the bullets. Wow, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. I respect anyone who fights the British, mm-hmm. so. All right, and then coming up next Wednesday is the uh, Federation Impact Breakfast at the Marison JCC from 8 to 9 a.m. That's coming up next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And we had this, well, when Pam was on, we had the speaker, This is a David Bernstein, I think, I think, and he talks about how to be a modern-day philanthropist. Oh, okay, yeah. great. 
And um, then, so, th- go ahead. And go then ahead. Wednesday, February 15th, there is um, a, a lecture, right. A New Look at an Old Book, Rethinking the Purpose of Pure K of Oat. Well, you and need to cover that. That is offered by my um, my dissertation advisor at right. HEC, Dr. Right. David Aaron. And he's really, really brilliant. And so, I'm really excited to see what... Uh, he's got to say. Yeah, what that lecture is going to be about. Okay. And that's Wednesday, February 15th at the Clow Library. Now, is Tubishvat coming up? Is that Thursday the 16th? Is that when Tuba Shvat is? I think it probably might. Oh, it's February 5th. Yes. Tuba Shvat is February 5th. But then the lecture on Tuba Shvat is the 16th. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that's at the JCC. A really, a really, uh, Hearty social calendar. This a lot of stuff going on right now. Right, right. And then so then Sunday, February nineteenth is was bumped from the 29th because of Dick uh, Wyland's right. passing. Right. Um, Sunday, February nineteenth is a conversation with Zahava Rendler at the Holocaust Humanity Center. Yeah. And also that day is um, the Marison JCC is having um, the Israeli. Uh, film fa- Jason, Jewish and Israeli film is this uh, movie Rose. Oh right, okay. Which I'm going to okay um, from three to five. So I think I'll maybe try and go to both of those events. Yeah. Well, now that there's nothing to do on Sundays because yeah. football season now is now over. over. Um, yeah. Got to wait for the red legs to start. Yes. Well, last year I think they lost like a hundred games. It was embarrassing. They lost like a hundred games, and they only play like a hundred. Well, they play hundred sixty-two games. Yeah, they did not do well. They lost 101, like 60. Yeah, I was trying to introduce my friend to baseball, and she kept messaging me about, like, what games we wanted to go to. And I was like, honestly, like, let's wait. Like, this isn't a good year to go see, to get into baseball. <laughs> You're going to be disappointed. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and other local news, J. Miles Wolf Skirball exhibit closes. Yes, yes. The um, Jewish Cincinnati photographic record that closed okay. on the 30th, I believe, or right. 31st of January. Yeah. Um, and, and Abby Schwartz, the curator at Skirball, gave one final lecture about the material there and just talked about, you know, the close knit network of Jewish families and community members who created this vibrant community. Right, right. And I, I just really like to see the old pictures and stuff like that. So if you, um, I don't know if it was live streamed, but it was really. Um, it was a really fun way to look at it. And also she had a picture of the guy who sculpted the bust of Isaac Mayer Wise uh-huh. sculpting the bust and Isaac Mayer Wise standing next to it. And it was one of the greatest pictures ever. Uh-huh. It was great. So Okay. Um, and that bust is on the LA campus of HUC right now. And the cast of it is in the skirt ball. There's like a couple. Um, but yeah, so it was just fun to look at the old pictures. Well, it's it's history. Yeah, it's great. I love it. History and um, history is fascinating. And if you're interested in history, that's kind of historical thing. Is uh, it's just you know it's spellbinding. Yeah, I mean, it keeps you really interested in it and what they're talking about and what they're doing. Yeah, it was really great. And she talked about the the community, the Cincinnati Jewish community, projects this Lador Vador, you know, from generation to generation, and that's right. what this. Bicentennial really reminds us of. So I, I found it, it was a great lecture. Well, the bicentennial is now ended. Now ended, This yes, was like the it. last, this was it. Um, the last um, exhibit yeah. um, event from uh, the bicentennial for all, from last year. In another 200 years, someone else is going to be for podcasting well, about it. hundred years. hundred years, years yeah. right. Someone else will have to do a podcast about it. I don't think I'll be here. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, lessons for life. Um, 
For Life, From Life, Rabbi Gershon Atzvon. Um, and um, he talks about the gorilla in the room. Yeah, so he starts with famous Cincinnati gorillas, of which there are two, Harambe and Gorilla Glue. Yes. But really, it's a segue into talking about the 800-pound gorilla in the room, which is cremation. So how does he get from Harambe, who was now, they were worried when Harambe was in its Enclosure. His cage. His cage. Yeah, cage. His enclosure. And there was a young boy that got in there. The parents hung him over the side to see the girl more closely, and they dropped him. And he, and he fell into the And Harambe was just, like, carrying the child around, but he wasn't hurting it. But well, they, they didn't know whether he was yeah. going to, like, start swinging in the yeah. ground and hit its head. If he, 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 so the like zoo a, people shot him. Yeah. Because they were afraid he was going to kill the kid. Yeah. And that would have been the end of the kid. And so they had to do what they had to do. Yeah. So he talked about, um, so he talks about that. And then the other Cincinnati Gorilla Glue. I, I use some of their famous. glue on certain things. Yeah. Gorilla Glue is pretty solid. But then he talks about, then that's really a segue into his next paragraph, which is we are all familiar with the saying, the 800 pound gorilla right. in the room. Right. And that's really the. Topic of cremation. Okay. Which is what he, what the rest so, of his article is about. As I understand it in Judaism from the Orthodox is point of view is that, you know, you came into this world with a certain, with a body and you have to go out with a certain body, mm-hmm. with your body, and you can't harm or alter that body. You know, I was just listening to a podcast where a woman had been murdered and they, Sent us. She was modern Orthodox, and she had been sent. They sent a person to the crime scene to clean up any remains left over, so that that could also they be interred with her, because it has to be the whole person. You're right. And in cremation, that's just not what's happening. And I'll, so, let's say there's like a terrorist bombing in in Israel, and there've been. We'll bring that up in a little bit, but like someone. I hate to say this, like a bomb on a bus or something mm-hmm. like that, or, mm-hmm. a, or a suicide bomber with a vest, and see. So they have to like go around and find those pieces of the people, yeah, so they can like be buried, the arm or the whatever, yeah. and they have to be buried with the person. You can't mm-hmm. just leave it out there on the street. You know what I mean? And yeah. it has to. Um, yeah, it's like the whole the, the whole person, person has the whole to body. be interred, right? And right. with cremation. Okay, so cremation is like you're harming the body yeah. in a certain way. You're setting it on fire. And you're definitely you're, not, you're, I mean, your body is not leaving the world the way it came in because, you know. Right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so it, I think he's just, I, it's a, it's an interesting issue to consider. He's trying to, like, convince people not to get cremated. Not to get cremated. Maybe, and there's maybe yeah. people that just don't know that you're not supposed to cremate the body. Maybe mm-hmm. they just don't know that. Yeah, yeah. I so, know. I mean, well, he's doing his part for the public education about that. Yeah. All right. Um, also in national news, Israeli is Israeli Americans emerged as a political force at Israel American. What is it? IAC, the Amer- Israel American Council, mm-hmm. uh, the eighth annual summit in Austin. And they've now, after eight years of doing this, have become somewhat important. Yeah, definitely. So you've got a big population of Israelis. Um, Israeli immigrants they're down in Austin too and so they said um, basically like the idea is support for the state of Israel that transcends like differences that you have based on ethnicity and other beliefs but really and like one of the major things that they talk about is the um, 
fighting the boycott divestment sanctions. BDS. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really having a united front for right. Israel, right. despite maybe if you have a differing opinion with somebody. So it was, a, it was a very interesting article. Okay. That's on page six. All yes. right. So we move on, and uh, we're going to skip seven because mm-hmm. it's just infighting. Um, and we move to eight and national. And a Houston synagogue is tightening security after a woman – Broke in twice, damaged a tour, and harassed children. I mean, it was so the her behavior is like comically awful, <laughs> but like thank God she didn't have a gun, you know? Because it would. would I don't be think that's why you're. Al- you know, that's why people have to go through background right, checks. Exactly. They don't get guns. Yeah. For this exact reason. Yeah. So you were saying she, she's messianic. Yeah. So she's messianic, and she was trying to convert people. She said, which is why she went in there. And the first time she went in there, she messed up a bunch of carpets and drank wine and spilled it on their Torah, <laughs> which is, like, horrible. What was she doing the whole time? Just drinking wine and hanging out? I don't know. I think she was getting sauced. Like she was she, just drinking wine. Yeah, and then and finally someone found her before like, Shabbat hey, services. what are you doing here? But she had been in there for, like, a hot minute. So, like, she's, you know, she's in the wine and... <laughs> Reading the Torah, what did she trying. Find? She probably looked under the uh, under the uh, the bima, <laughs> yeah. and she found them. This you know, this you know, the wine that they use. That's worse. For, it's then it's consecrated <laughs> wine. <laughs> She's like drinking the wine, <laughs> and hanging out. So then, um, telling jokes yeah, to herself. Probably what the <laughs> and like she sounds. She's not, a little bit out there. Not attached she's out, to she's, reality. She's out there. And so then she she spilled <laughs> wine, and then she came. They arrested her, and she got out on bond. And then she came back again and harassed a children's Sunday school class. <laughs> and she said the whole time she was just trying to convert them to Judaism, so yeah, that they might for, have reincarnation former, in her kingdom. Her former Judaism, yeah. right? Or, I'm sorry, Christianity. Maybe yes. she's not messianic. She might. No, she sounds she like is, she might be missing. But she, right. yeah. So then, but the the problem is, is then the Emmanuel, which is the um, synagogue. The right. people were like, first of all, how did she get in twice? Like, what's pro- and the door was propped open the well, second time by have, like they'll be looking at security about yeah. doors and how do people get in here yeah. and video cameras. And it was a year, uh, the year anniversary of Colleyville. Okay, and this lady was in there like drinking with the Torah. Yeah, so they need to. They need to have a safe Houston like yep. we have here in Cincinnati called Safe Cincinnati where right. we have security at all our facilities. Yeah. They need it there. Yeah, definitely. But she – so this is, like, still an <laughs> unfolding story. Like, there's going to be some charges laid against her. Oh, definitely, her. yeah. But she's definitely – She probably is, doesn't mean anybody any harm. She's just – just uh, you know, we don't want her, like, roaming around. She free. said, she said, I would like, like to a guardian or something. She, she, <laughs> she said, I would like to point out that I only visited Congregation Emmanuel Synagogue out of the kindness and generosity of my heart like, to share the gospel with them. Oh, OK. That's the, not kindness and generosity. That's called proselytizing. And there's some countries <laughs> where that's illegal. So, yeah, that's an unfolding. All one. right. Um, Holocaust. Ob- this is an international news. Holocaust object being displayed. At German Parliament. This one I thought was really interesting. So it's objects from Yad Vashem okay. that are reflecting Jewish childhood so of German Jews. Mm-hmm. So like Holocaust, like a tiny kitchen set. There's a little You know, from a little set, German yeah. Jewish girl. Right. That, um, it's a nice little an, set, and, too. Yeah. Oh, it's so cute. And mm-hmm. she says um, one of the women who gave a doll to the exhibition said, at home the doll can only serve to remind me and my family of the atrocities we witnessed and endured. 
but at Yad Vashem, it can tell our story to the world. Mm-hmm. So I think I, it sounds like a really interesting and quite moving display. Yeah, that's at the Bundestag in Germany. At the, yeah, the Parliament. And also uh, in international news, the Bundestag deputy says legal requirements met to prescribe the IRGC, which is Islamic Revolutionary Guard, Guard Corps Commandos. Yeah, so this was interesting. So the UN has not, the court of the UN has right, not right, yet right, proclaimed right. them a terrorist group, although Germany's trying to do so. They can't until the UN does. And so they're having a little bit of infighting about how to treat Iranian um, well, definitely, the Revolutionary Guard. The Amer- Americans definitely consider them to be uh, terrorists. And that's what they said. They said that Americans treat them as terrorists, so yeah. we should be able to as well. But the EU is not, not having the UN, it. the UN is also not having it. Right. That's the problem. Yeah. All right. Um, in the Netherlands and internationals, in the Netherlands, a majority do not know the Holocaust or how or how the Holocaust affected their country. This is really shocking. So mm-hmm. 75% of the country's Jews were killed during the Holocaust, and a majority do not know that. They also thought that it was about 2 million people who died in the Holocaust, not 6 million. Wow. Despite the fact that Anne Frank herself lived there from the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. So this was concerning, and the, the scariest part is that this is not uncommon. This is not specific to the Netherlands. This is the same in the United States. So the Holocaust education is really crucial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I, we're going to skip some of this Israeli news. I mean, we've gone on. It's a lot it's of terrorist attacks. Terrorist attack, and I'm just so depressed. Uh, this is interesting. Is in Israeli politics, though uh, the Shas party chairman is a guy named Arya Derry. Oh yeah. And the Supreme Court um, says he's got to leave the got to leave the cabinet. He's yeah. in the Knesset and in the cabinet. And they said, look, he he was convicted of this like corruption like stuff, fraud. like tax yeah. fraud, like mm-hmm. so, you know, like what ten years ago. Mm-hmm. And then he served couple years in jail and then he went back into politics and then he got because of the new coalition he got back in the he was in the Knesset and he got back into power mm-hmm. and back into the into the um um what am I think cabinet mm-hmm. and um they're like look you can't do this okay you you know you you were you know, did some illegal stuff. Yeah, the Supreme Court is and, not having it. Right. You did some illegal stuff, and so you're not allowed to serve anymore. Mm-hmm. And no matter what Netanyahu says, you're not allowed to serve. Mm-hmm. And so they're just th- – this has been going by, on and back and forth for a couple weeks now. Yeah. And my point I was thinking about was why, don't the, why doesn't he pick somebody to represent him? Right. Like his wife. Right. Or maybe his child. Or like his close associate. Does that person associate. have to be voted in, or like? No, I think you're when you resign. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can resign and say I'm I'm putting this person in as my replacement as long as you resign. Yeah. When you resign, it's like okay, I'm resigning. This person's going to take over for me, mm-hmm. and then at the next election, they have to get elected on their own. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, it's like um, it's it's very. It's a complex situation because I feel like Netanyahu's hands are kind of tied here. He's in the middle. He's like right in the middle. He wants this guy because he's got this coalition, and he's part of the coalition. But it's like he's being told you can't. No, I'm sorry. The guy was look when you're convicted of like some kind of stuff like like a like a felony, 
You're not, you can't like serve in the cabinet. Yeah, they said, here's the interesting part though, is that there's only a seven year ban on political service when you're convicted. So had, had this happened outside of that time frame, we wouldn't be in this situation. He so could still serve. It was longer so was, than yeah, seven years, but it's, but it's been the, seven years. Yeah, so he says it's it, within the seven-year time period, um, and he's still technically on suspended sentence Okay. from last February. So if he is seven years from now, he's in the clear. He'll, yeah, he, he'll be <laughs> over by then. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Um, around the community, there's a photo spread this week of Friday night Shabbat at Cafe Alma, and this is from... Friday, December 9th, and there was 170 people gathered for the Friday night Shabbat dinner at Cafe Alma. This looks like so much fun. It does. It's such a, you know, Cafe Alma is such an inviting space, it too, is. you know. It's very nice. So it's just really a, a nice, homey look to it's it. It's very homey. Yeah, I agree with you. It's very homey. Um, it's got a good vibe to it. Definitely. People like that. They like the vibe of the place, they like the food of the place. Yeah. And uh, there's a ton of people here. There's a ton. Yeah, I got to go back there and get my Israeli beer. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, there's, it looks like oh, they had a great time. Lots of kids. You love to see a lot that. Of kids, yeah, yeah. Uh, it looked, yeah, it looks really great. So also on the last page on 16, uh, on the third p- photo from the, is, one, is the original uh, founding member of the Friday Night Shabbat. And he's holding up a wine glass saying, uh, Kiddush. And that would be Jeff Sipkin, Dr. Mm-hmm. Jeff Sipkin. And there's also, if you look at this, there's a number of people in here that you might recognize, but there's a lot of people in here. Yeah. That uh, um, they're they're actually bringing people into the community and and getting them involved in the community that might not have been involved in the community before. Right. And the thing is, is that like one of the biggest concerns is how do we get young people to get engaged with, you know, our Judaism and like that's one of the main debates, like, you know, rabbinical conferences are having and right, things like that. Right, so, you know, right, how do we get right. young people? And and here you have it. Here they you know? are. You know? It's yeah. great. Here they are. Yeah. All right. Um, the parsha this week is Beshalach. Beshalach. And um, so we've now left Egypt. Yes. And Moses is leading the people, has led the people out of Egypt. Mm-hmm. Last week they left mm-hmm. at night. They've left, and they're now in um, Sinai. And, Sinai. and um, so this is where the when Hashem parts the Red Sea, and the Israelis go across the Red Sea to freedom, and the pursuers, which is the Egyptian army mm-hmm. with all their chariots and their wealth and their technological advanced weaponry at the time, and they all drown in the Red Sea. Yeah, nothing nothing beats the old Sufyam, right, Red Sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't mention this when we were talking before the podcast, but I do want to say that the Israelites, when they're on the banks of the Red Sea waiting for Moses to part the water, um, they say, as the Egyptians are coming up behind them, they, I think, give um, a foreshadowing of the next 40 years for Moses because oh. they say to him, they immediately kvetch. They say, <laughs> were there not enough graves in Israel right, that you had right, to bring right. us out here to die? Which right. is such a funny way to complain. Right. But like, you know, and do you think at the time he's just like, well, no, let's get the these idiots across. This is the beginning of the complaining. This is just the beginning. They just left yeah. Egypt. 
like a week ago. <laughs> now they're starting to complain already. They're already complaining <laughs> after like a week. And they've just been liberated from the house of bondage. So the funniest <laughs> yeah. part of the Torah, it's so like I told you this last year, my favorite line in the whole Torah is when 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 Moses says, just kill me now. Yeah. Just, Hashem, just kill me now. Yeah. I can't take it anymore. They're just complaining. I can't take it. I don't want to take it. I just, I've had enough. Just take me out. And he's it's like, wonderful. you just need some rest. Yeah, <laughs> have a nap. Hashem says, you just need some rest. I'm going to leave you alone. You just need to go and rest and relax and put your feet up. And then I'll talk to you like in a couple of days. Yeah. And it's funny because like he can't leave Aaron in charge because one time he does. And what does Aaron do but make the golden calf? <laughs> yeah. So well, that's not for a little bit. Yeah. We don't, we don't but, get there for a little bit. But I, I just love the story. <laughs> I love the story so much. So And her the drawing for the kids' page is, of course, they're singing the song of they're the singing, sea. Miriam, and Miriam is singing the song of the sea. It's little yeah, tambourines yeah. and drums dancing and celebrating as the sea closes well, behind we them. A, we have a big announcement here yes. in that. All participants that send in their coloring contest will be entered in a drawing to win a Cafe Alma gift card. Yes. Now, we have not figured out what the gift card is going to be yet. We right. will, we're working on that. Um, I have to put in a call to Cafe Alma and also to uh, the <laughs> owners and figure out what, what are we going to do. We yeah. have to have, like, a winner. Right. And we have to have people winning. And so how do we set this? Maybe a monthly winning or yeah, something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, you do monthly, like – so once a month, we look over all the submissions and choose the winner. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so if you know some children who want to maybe score right, their involved. fam a, right, right. a, a gift all these card. Kids, they all love the, uh, the color. Yeah. Have well, them color at the next Friday Night Shabbat. There you go. There you go. All right. So in um, op-ed, uh, there's uh, Israel will need the U.S. on its side in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also believe that America needs Israel just as much as they need us. We need them and they need us. We yeah, need each good other. Partnership. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a good partnership. And Israel needs a strong government because you've got several threats from Iran. Um, they want to destroy the Jewish state no matter what. They definitely have people that want to destroy it that work for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they've got some internal problems going on still. I think. Uh, yeah, they're like murdering protesters. And you have have you? I haven't heard about the protests lately. It's been hasn't been in the news. I'm sure they're still protesting. I, they, yeah, they are. But you're right; it's not making the news cycle. I wonder. I know what that they happened? had threatened like mass executions. That was the last thing I heard. Oh, great! I wonder if that's why it's the last thing we heard. Probably. Oh, uh, that's terrifying. All right. So, partial the week this week's we already is partial Beshalach, mm-hmm. and that's on. Um, 19 with uh, Rabbi Shlomo Riskin. And he brings in a little Ezekiel and Isaiah into it as well. All right. Then we get to page 20 and from the pages. Um, So each week, this is from 1855, uh, which we were founded in 1854. This is February of 1855. So it's about, what, six, seven months after the founding. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the first year. Uh, Each week, the American Israel will print an item from the first years. uh, New York. Great exertions are being made here for establishing a large institute to instruct children in Hebrew and Jewish catechisms without interfering with the common schools. A circular which has been issued for this purpose is received with much approval the particulars in my next dash L. Mm-hmm. So editors note the L in this snippet from 1855 is a sign off by Rax, Max Lilenthal, Corresponding, 
correspondence editor and of the American Israel. I'm very close friend of Dr. Isaac Mayor Wise. In fact, the two purchased burial plots on the same day to ensure that they each, they would be buried next to each other. And they're at, at Walnut Hills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can uh, see it. This testament to their enduring bond of friendship can be seen today at Walnut Hill Cemetery. And you can't miss it because Isaac Mayerwise's tombstone is an obelisk. That's the tallest thing in the cemetery. Is it when yeah. you first come in? Uh, it's close, but it's not right at the beginning. But okay. you can walk into Walnut Hills and see where he's buried because the obelisk is tall. I've been there tall. a thousand times. I never noticed it. I need yeah, to go look for it. He and Max Lilienthal are right next to each other. It's very sweet. Okay. All right, um, this is interesting from 125 years ago. Actually, this is from 150. Mm. Uh, there's, there's, there's an ad for Italian bees, queens, hives, extractors, comb, honeycomb, and extracted honey for sale, S.W. Cole. Yeah, so one of the, my favorite things to do with from the pages is to pull out old right, ads. Right, we love those old ads. They're we so love great. them. We love but them. But yeah, so you could go buy like a queen bee and a hive and have your own bees. Right. And this was a business that was advertising in the Israelite 150 years ago. Right. Well, to pollinate all the, the yeah. fruit and the vegetables and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. and get your honey, get your yeah. honeycomb. Mm-hmm. All right, so 125 years ago, jottings. This is interesting. It may be interest. It may be of interest to champagne drinkers to know that the greatest amount of the sparkling wine used in this country in 1897 was that no 18, 1897 yeah. was G H Mum and Company's Frederick de Berry and Company. Uh, so Mum's is a champagne. Mum champagne. Mum champagne. It's still around. And they're like subsidiary. Still, okay. Sold the most champagne. Frederick Berry Company. American agents report no less than seventy-two thousand seven hundred seventy-five cases imported. The nearest competition sold sold less than half as much. So basically, the population of eighteen ninety-seven United States was just rip roaring drunk on champagne. <laughs> like that's so many cases of champagne. <laughs> And well, I there's still mum champagne, yeah, oh, yeah. like Corbel and some yeah. of these other ones. But I, I've, I've seen mum mm-hmm. on a, cam, a champagne bottle. Yeah, that bottle. sounds familiar. Yeah. All right, so um, this is interesting. 50 years ago, mm-hmm. many Cincinnati's who attend HUC festivities in Israel, it's Jerusalem School to be named for Dr. Glick. Yes, so uh, the Glick School of Biblical Archaeology still exists today. Well. Uh, in Jerusalem, um, and they're still leading. They have led an excavation at Tel Dan for forty years, which is where I excavated when I was in Israel. Oh, wow! And, and it's really, it's really fantastic. They've also excavated at um, Tel Marisha and at Tel as hmm. well, okay. um, and I think uh, Abel Beit Makkah too up there in the north. So um, yeah, they've done a lot of really cool excavations there, and um, they're still ongoing. Dr. David Alan, I believe, is part of the leadership there, and he's really cool. So. All right, also, Bar Mitzvah, Mr. and Mrs. Marvin Krause are happy to announce the Bar Mitzvah of their son, Christopher Krause, on Saturday, February 10th at 10.45 a.m. at the Wise Temple, North Crescent Avenue in Reading Roads. Uh, Christopher is the son of Mr. and Mrs. Max Krause of Cincinnati, Mr. and Mrs. Reuben, probably Reuben. No, it's Rube. I checked. Okay, Frieden of Miami Beach. Relatives and friends are cordially invited to worship with the family and attend the Kiddish and luncheon following the service, February 1, 1973. 
All right, so we have one more. Ten years ago, mm. the American Israelite Archives are now online. This is by Michael Sawan, assistant editor. Editor, every issue of the American Israelite between the initial publication in 1854 and the present day is now available on our website, which we are, but we're in the process of updating it all. It. So we're working on that right now. Again, uh, this means 159 years of knowledge is now accessible for genealogical and family history research, including a wealth of birth, b'nai mitzvah, engagement, and obituary notices. Very cool. Yeah, very cool. All right, so we're going to skip joke of the week because I'm going to end with our new jokes. All right. Um, but uh, in Tan Israel history, uh, February 5, 1890, first Tubishvat planting in the land of Israel. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Zikron... Zikaron Yaakov, educator Zaev Yavetz, takes his students to plant trees on Tubishvat, starting an annual tradition in the land of Israel that the Jewish National Fund and Teachers Unions adopt in 1908. Yavetz tells the newspaper Haaretz in 1891, for the love of the saplings, the school must take a festival of the day that was set aside from ancient times in Israel as the new year of the of the trees. That's great. Uh, February 7, 1999, King Hussein dies. Right. Um, so Jordan's King Hussein, who in 1994 became the second Arab leader to sign a peace treaty with Israel, dies of complication from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma at 63. That's young. He became king in eight, at 18, 1853, 1953 at the Assassinated with paternal grandfather Abdullah. Uh, secret talks with Israel during his reign began in 1963. Um, but he just he <coughs> led his nation in the Six Day War in 67. He dropped claims to the West Bank in 1988. Wow, that's a protracted. It's a long process. Yeah. Uh, February 8, 1870, philosopher Martin Buber is born in Vienna. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, in uh, Dining Out, Bob Wilhelmy, uh, Sugar and Spice, new location opens in Summit Park, Blue Ash. Yeah. He, man, we've been waiting on this one this to open like the for a little three. bit. Yeah, yeah, this is very yeah. exciting. And yeah. I, like I was just mentioning before yes, we started, I have got a hankering I, for some. Uh, really for a pancake a from Sugar and Spice. I'm not a sweet breakfast person, but. Mm -hmm. He described them once, and I was like, I'm going to need that. <laughs> it looks kind of cool. It looks like a great place. It's very colorful and, and sticking with the Sugar like, and Spice brand. And, it, and it's kind of like uh, kind of retro, too. Definitely. In certain ways. Yeah. So, but we wish them all the best luck in the world. Yeah, I'm going to be in there for a pancake. All right. Um, Lori Kleiner Eckert has a column this week called Flipping My Switch. Yeah, just about self-bettering. Okay. And um, Cheryl Pakros has a book review on uh, Sond Sondheim and Me, Revealing a Musical Genius by Paul Salcini. Salcini. Yeah, this sounded really good. Really a personal picture of Stephen, Stephen Sondheim. Sondheim. He was from 1930. He just passed away in 2021. Mm -hmm. huh. All right. Um, we move on to... Uh, death notices. So there have been a number of people passing. Um, for a while there, I was pointing this out about a week ago, that there was like, for like all of November and December, no one died. And then mm. all of a sudden, like 
boom. Yeah, January um, was a rough month. I was month. talking this with uh, Bill Kahn. There was like 26 people passed away in 26 days. Oh, gosh. It was a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. All right, so uh, Stephen Wilson, age 70, January 21, 2023, 29, Tevit, 5783. Uh, Stephen Mark Finkelstein, age 71, January 25th, 2022, 3, Shevet, 5783. Um, that should be 23, Shevet, not 3, Shevet. 23. I think it's 3. It's the new month. Oh, right. You're right. I'm sorry. Sh- three. The 3rd of Shavat. Yep. Okay, sorry. Shavat, sorry. Shavat. I, didn't know, I didn't get my month names correct. That's okay. Susan L. Susan L. Brantney Litvak, age 71, January 12, 25th, 2023, 3, Shavat, 57.83. And Gloria Beth Rothschild, age 85, January 29th, 2023, 8, Shavat, 57.83. So in international obituaries, Adolfo Kaminsky, French Renaissance forger who saved thousands during the Holocaust, passes away at 97. Yeah, he forged... Thousands of documents for people to be able to flee. And he said something that really stuck with me is um, tasked with producing false documents. He once fabricated more than 1,000 for children in just three days, forcing him not to sleep in the process. He says, in one hour, I can make 30 blank documents. If I sleep for an hour, 30 people will die. So he, yeah. uh, So it says also, over the course of the war, he produced enough documents to save the lives of 14,000 people amazing so if he had not been doing the forgering to get people's forged papers to get out of the country people a lot of people 14, would have, and so people. 14 yeah. and then also those family had had families and people and this and it's like that 40,000 became like uh, yeah, 140,000 the, the generations that followed that I mean yeah it's, so it's he saved horrifying. a lot of yeah. lives Saved a lot of yeah. worlds. And too. really, like, allowed people to create more life. Exactly. You know, totally, just, totally, totally. I have goosebumps, that, yeah. you know, so. All right. Um, so we get to uh, the last ad is a yeah. JVS Careers, which is, a, once again, the Hilp Scholarship Fund. And you can apply today. Yeah, get that scholarship. All right. So we get to our big <laughs> new it's joke. Big so I've not, I've not tested this joke yet so if it's a little racy or bad you know write your congressman <laughs> no they're gonna call me that's what's gonna happen <laughs> uh, <laughs> then i'll get to oi all right so here's a new our new joke is lying in his hospital bed a dying man began to flail about and make motions as if he w- would like to speak the rabbi keeping watch at the side of his bed leaned quietly over and asked do you have something you would you would like to say? The man nodded in a for, and, and in the affirmative. The rabbi handed him a pad and pen. I know you can't speak, but use this to write a note, and I will give it to your wife. She's waiting just outside. Gathering his last bit, last bit of strength, the man took them and scrawled his message upon the pad, which he then stuffed into rabbi's hands. Then, moments later, the man died. After saying Kaddish, the rabbi left to break the sad news to his wife. After consoling her a bit, the rabbi handed her the note. Here were his last words. Just before passing on, he wrote this message to you. The the wife tearfully opened the note, which read, You're standing on my oxygen hose. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's terrible. Uh, This is from Alan King's Great Jewish Joke Book. 
I really did not know where that was going to go, and I am pleased. You're standing on my oxygen, too. And then he died like the <laughs> rabbi killed him. Oh, good boy. Oh, my God. That's a good one. That's terrible. All right. So now we, we have another one. This is from Oi. This is our other new joke book. Mm-hmm. Oi, the ultimate book of Jewish books. Jewish, the ultimate book of Jewish jokes by David Minkoff. All right. Here, I'm just going to pill pick this one. Okay. This is, so these are just, these are all over the place. They're not just Jewish. They're also different jokes. So I'm going to do this one. Are you ready? Okay, yes. All right. So Billy Graham, he was oh, like a I famous, Billy Graham. Pre- okay, famous preacher Crazy guy. Thing. Okay, okay, okay. So Billy, Billy Graham went to see the Pope in Rome. While he was waiting, Billy noticed a red phone. As he was ushered in to talk to the Pope, he asked, what's the red phone for? That's to talk to God, came the reply. Really? Billy Cass, how much does such a call cost? It's an awfully long way. $10,000 a minute, but it's well worth it, answered the Pope. Some weeks later, Billy Graham went to see the chief rabbi in Jerusalem. He noticed that he, too, had a red phone. I don't suppose, asked Billy, that this phone is to talk to God? Yes, it is, came the reply. And how much does that cost? Billy inquired. 20 cents a minute, shrugged the chief rabbi. How come it's so cheap? Billy asked. The Pope has a phone like that, and it costs $10,000 a minute. Well, grinned the chief rabbi. From here, it's just a local call. (laughs) I thought he was going to say he actually wants to talk to me. (laughs) So actually, see, we like these. These are really good jokes. See, we really got some... Some new jokes, some new joke books. Fresh material. Hey, who That's loves right. it? I'm Woo-hoo! very excited. Okay, very good. All right, so thanks for, uh, for uh, listening, everybody. Hope you have a great week. Um, Sam Oven of Silence for all the people that passed away recently. It's been a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, say, say oh, goodbye. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> sorry, I was having a moment of silence. But, moment. Oh, okay, uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to us. And uh, I bet you can't wait week. till next week and there are some more new jokes I'm excited the joke to book. rifle through that book and pull some new content it's <laughs> okay. gonna be fun all right all right thanks everybody <laughs> thanks.